in perspective. I am so excited about today's conversation. You guys get the opportunity to meet one of my sisters. I know her as Ange, but she is Angelica Wandu, founder of The Shade Room, evangelist, okay? I'm going to just lay that out here right now. Um, And one of my absolute favorite people, Angie, thank you for being here. I'm happy to be here. We've been trying to get this done for a minute now. Listen, because she was supposed to be on the friend season, all right? But we have (laughs) extended it. I am super excited to have this conversation with you. I got to tell y'all a story, okay? I tell this story all the time. I'm going to tell it again, all right? So we were uh, filming for the same room. We're having this amazing conversation with like all these people who I'm not going to name them. They're, they're, they're really good people, right? They're having a good conversation. It was great. Angie starts telling her story. I'm going to let her tell a little bit later. Y'all, the room shifted. I was like, oh, she got oil. Okay. <laughs> like the, I'm saying like the makeup artists, the, they were like in tears and everybody was trying to figure out what just happened. I said, that's what happens when the anointing takes over the room. Like, that's when I knew Angie was a heavyweight in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank Come you. On. No, I used like I used to be so nervous filming in the same room. I'm still nervous now. You know. <laughs> That's why it took me so long to come out my shell. But I'm like, okay, let me do this with Brenda. I'll do anything. No, like, yeah, so. I look, because Angie yeah. be so like chill, but then just be dropping bombs. Like, <laughs> I just really love, I love how God is like using you now, but I feel like we haven't even scratched the surface mm-hmm. for like what God's going to do mm-hmm. through you. So I'm super excited. Um, okay, so founder of the Shade Room, believer in Jesus. Mm-hmm. How do how How do we get there? Because I didn't start, when I started the Shade Room, I wasn't a believer in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go back to let's go back to uh, the first time because w- when I was growing up, I believed in. Okay, I was Christian. Okay, right, but I wasn't a real Christian. Mm-hmm. I was like Christian by default. Matter of fact, I was Catholic actually because my okay. fam- my family's Nigerian and like they were Catholic, so I would go to church, but I didn't really have a deep connection with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right, so fast forward college, I meet this boy or whatever he moved in with me the first day because he had nowhere to stay but anyway he was he was into like egyptology chemitology like you know and he would always be like preaching to me like oh you know do you know who wrote the bible like who really wrote it and like white jesus type of thing like that's what he would say to me and so he you know you know, when you get deep into that stuff, like mm-hmm. they have all kind of arguments that they, you know what I mean? Like they be mm-hmm. knowing scriptures and, and they everything. They be confident. They be confident, right? So I, I, it, the funny part is I went to a Jesuit college, right? Mm-hmm. So there was crosses in the um, classrooms, but I, at the same time, I was like, because I didn't have a strong foundation in Jesus, mm-hmm. it was easy to take me away. Mm-hmm. So I would be like, I remember my first essay in um, English class, no, my final essay in English class was an essay about how the Bible's misogynistic. You know what I mean? Like I was one of those. And I remember I would go everywhere on campus and be like, Jesus ain't real. You know, I would argue with everybody and I got an A on that final. Wow. So I was like, okay, I, that really just emboldened me to mm-hmm. really just be, you know, I, I was against Jesus actually. You know wow. what I mean? And I just remember during that period of time, there were people who believed in Jesus and I would try to take them away from him. And they would be like, no, we don't care. There's no argument that you can, like they had such a, a, a steady faith. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was thinking, what is it about this Jesus? So I already knew, I'm like, there's something about Jesus where these people are not moving no matter what I say. Mm-hmm. And I thought I had made some good arguments. You <laughs> know what I mean? But um, so that happened. And so then after college, uh, you know, 
I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. I know I'm a writer, but I'm in accounting, working a 13 hour, 13 an hour job mm-hmm. as a bookkeeper, trying to get my CPA license, and um, and I'm depressed. Yeah, and I'm like, I gotta get out of this 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 situation mind you my boss i love alex i hope you don't i hope you don't think that but my boss was a crazy boss okay <laughs> listen like he it'll be times he wouldn't pay us sometimes you know so it was like that but i was like i have to get out of um this position so i uh one day i decided i'm gonna be a writer mm-hmm. and so i write a script it goes to sundance Mm-hmm. And at that point where I'm at the Sundance Screenwriters Lab, because lab, it's like this boot camp that you go to, they build mm-hmm. you down, or they break you down and then build you back up or whatever. But as I'm there, my boss calls me and he's like, he's like, I'm going to give you an ultimatum. Basically, either you come back because it was tax season, he was like, or, you, or you're done, right? Wow. And so I remember in that moment, I was like, well, I'm done, Right, but okay, this is what I didn't say. What's the what's the um statutes of limitations <laughs> for crimes? Because let me tell you, this is what I never said. This is why. This is what. This is what really made me come around to thinking about God again okay. in that way. Was <laughs> because my boss wouldn't pay me. I would go in and get my money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I would go in and get my money in, 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 in unscrupulous ways. You know I'm not trying. Hey, we way past. We way past. This was years, Listen, years ago. I would go get my money, okay? But um, but but so basically, so I'm like, oh, he gonna be seeing the books. <laughs> but anyway, but I um I quit, and then um I remember like I was just. Like my whole, I was like, I don't have enough money in my account to quit, you know, but I was like, but this is my dream. And I remember, um, five minutes later, they asked me to say a poem and I said this poem called behind bulletproof glasses about my dad. And I started crying, but I'm crying because I lost my job. And they're like, wow. You know, like everybody's like, oh my God. You know, and then (laughs) the, the head of Sundance came and gave me a grant. Right. Wow. So it was in that period where I'm living off of this grant. It was only $5,000. I'm in Hawthorne apartment's like 950 a month mm-hmm. you know what i mean that i'm like okay um all i'm doing is consuming media yeah like I, i'm at home i'm I'm updating all my friends like yo what's up you know and so i'm consuming media and then all of a sudden um one of my friends she's like why don't you just start your own site since you're on everybody else's site you ain't doing nothing like you're at home <laughs> you're right? not doing anything else mind <laughs> you i graduated college with a 2.8 gpa i couldn't go to a grad school because yeah. like all the grad schools you I, I i failed on my like gmat and like lsat i got like a 140 on the lsat like they like i was in a predicament you know what i mean and so um and so i started the the website I, well, I started on Instagram actually, mm-hmm. and literally Tammy Roman out of nowhere found it from some corner of the internet, <laughs> and then posted it on her page and was like, "Y'all gotta follow this." And then ten thousand followers in a week and a half, and then it just went viral from there. Ever ever since there has been crazy. Wow. For me. Yeah. So it's it's so crazy because like I hear your story and I hear you saying I wasn't even a believer, but I can literally trace the hand of God like in your story, even. The reverse of you trying to pull people away from Jesus is literally only your gift perverted. It's literally like first of all, it not only was in my gift perverted, it was me running away because the first time I heard I was supposed to be an evangelist, right, mm-hmm. was when I was I think it was nine or ten, but I remember it was my Bible study teacher, Sister Chibuzo at LA Faith Chapel. But yeah, <laughs> it was her. She came up to me after Bible study and she was like, "You're gonna be an evangelist." 
And I was like, ew. I did not want to be, I thought it was those people, people that be knocking on people's doors. I was like, ain't you no way. I'm trying to be a Jehovah's Witness. I said, All right. I am not about to be knocking on people's doors with a long dress and some, 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 some you know, them slipper shoes. Like, no, it's not happening, right? So, um, so after that, I was like, you know, I just kind of like, but I could never forget it. Like, it was one of those things I could never mm -hmm. forget it. But I remember that Bible study class was so interesting because it was in that same time period that I saw the, my first angel that, I, that I've encountered an angel. You get what I'm saying? So I knew, so that kept me and I was like, God is real, but it's Jesus I can't get with. It was always Jesus. I always knew God was real. It was just, Jesus was so hard for me to connect with. Why? What was the disconnect? Because I saw him as like, not to say that it no, doesn't just, matter if he's white, brown, blue, or black, Yeah. but it was just that, because it was because I had connected it to slavery, mm -hmm. you know, or I don't know. It was just something about Jesus that I was like, who he he was a God didn't have a face. Ah, and, but Jesus Jesus, did. Jesus had a face in America. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when I would see him, I'd be like, hmm. You would see pain. I would see pain. Or oppression. Oppression. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was just hard for me to connect in that way but how did you get out of that because somebody watching this feels the same way that is such a huge topic of conversation right now yeah yeah so what what changed what shifted oh okay so this what happened right <laughs> so your girl uh you know okay once the shade room started getting popping now I'm getting money and I'm and I'm having access mm -hmm. so the things that I did I was wild in college by mm -hmm. the way I did everything it started to go to another level. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I was on, I was doing Molly ecstasy. Mm -hmm. I was in the swinger clubs. You know what I mean? Like I, the the kind of lifestyle. I even was on Backpage. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something. I was I was doing a lot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um and it was like it had gotten to the point where I was like my plus being in the industry mm -hmm. and like dealing with the kind of personalities I was dealing with. Yeah. Now looking back on it, I could say it was a lot of spirits operating in that mm -hmm. place or whatever. But I got so I was so depressed. Like I was suicidal. Wow. At that point. I wanted to take my life. And so I remember my sister, she was like, why don't you come to this therapist um named Pastor Amazon well I call her Pastor Amazon, but Mrs. Amazon. Mm -hmm. Um and um and get therapy. And my sister at that time was into, you know, she was Christian. And so okay. she was like, but she's a Christian therapist. And I, at first I was like, no, because I was like, I do not want to go back to like, you know, I don't want that. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I went to her and I remember that like the first day I was like, listen, like I want therapy. I don't want Christian therapy. I don't mm -hmm. want you um, shoving Jesus down my throat. Mm -hmm. I don't want none of that, you know. And I remember she was like. Well, she was like, I'm not going to shove Jesus down your throat. She was like, but he's all over me. Yeah, you're going to get Jesus. She was like, you going to, she said, I can't, she said, I can't, you like, he's all over me. He's up in me. Like, you're going to get him, but I'm not going to shove him down your throat. Mm -hmm. And so that, she, 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 you know, it, it just made me feel comfortable to be able to speak with yeah. her. Right. But then what start what started to happen was she would uh, counsel me. And when I would come, I would be in so much darkness because once I would leave her, I'm, Black light in the blunt. Mm -hmm. I'm back doing all the things that I like. I, just, I mean, I was risky with my life, yeah. like very risky. And then I would come in her office, and it would just feel light and airy. And wow, I would be like, wait, this is there's this like, literally light and dark. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like 
you know, and when I would be in her presence, I would feel uplifted and like, and so it got to a point after like months that I was just like, you know what? I was like, um, cause she would mention Jesus here and there very lightly, you know, <laughs> like she'd be like, well, Jesus, you know, well, if you, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, no, if, if you she would suggest him, <laughs> she would suggest him. And I was like, okay, one day I came in and I was like, it's either Jesus or, or I'm out of here. Yeah. Cause that's how depressed I was. Yeah. And it was even worse because it's like when you, because this is at the time where I'm on Forbes 30 under 30. I'm, I'm on, like, yeah. I'm, I'm having life success. Life is elevating. Le, like, yeah, life is elevating in this area, but my soul is just wow. deep diving. Wow. And I was like, it, and nothing that I had was, was fulfilling, fulfilling me. It. it was like this yeah. huge void. And mm -hmm. I was like, some, I was like, I'm going to really take myself out. Wow. So I was like, it was like a last ditch effort. You know, I said, well, let me just try Jesus first. Mm. And that's what she would tell me. Because she would be like, well, you you talking about suicide. Like, why don't you just try? Yeah, you tried everything else? Yeah. What try you got to lose? She was like, because I'm telling you, he can fix all this. Wow. And I was like, okay. And so um, I remember she prayed for me in that moment. And she was like, let me, she held my hand. She was like, let me pray for you. And she prayed. And I will never forget what she said. She said, I pray that you get to know Jesus in such a way that you will never doubt him. Oof. And I was like, wow. And I remember I started crying. And at that point, I didn't know what I was feeling, but I felt the spirit. Yeah. You know, I felt the Holy Spirit. But it just took over my body, and I was just crying, like, oh, my goodness. And then I was like, okay, whatever this is, I want to, like, I, I need to know Jesus. Mm -hmm. So after that, I went home, and I was praying. I was praying. I was. I ain't going to lie, though. I was still into <laughs> Because I'm going to tell you when it, when, it, when it first hit me. I'm going to tell you where I was, what I was doing. We're going to tell it. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? But um, but I remember uh, after that, I was praying like for three months. Mm -hmm. I was like, God, like I really, like Jesus, reveal yourself to me. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm the type, I'm too real to fake if I, you know what I mean? I yeah, wasn't going to. encountered him. If like, I, yeah, I wasn't going to fake it. It's either real or it's not. It's either real or it's not. Yeah. So I was like, well, if, if he don't show up, then, it, you know. But I was like, but I really wanted him to, mm -hmm. right? And so it, it took months, but like in the beginning, I didn't see anything. But then it was this one night, okay? I don't know. Is this PG-13? You, you, you got it. You okay. Got it. <laughs> it was this one night. Um, I had got this this girl, because, you know, I was um, into, you know, men and women at that mm -hmm. time. And um, I, I wanted to experiment. I remember um, I was being um, blackmailed. Okay, because what happened was I went on this website. I'm not even going to say the website because just in case yeah. people are weak and <laughs> But I went on this website and um, I went to go get this escort, mm -hmm. right? And I remember she came to my house and, um, and uh, upstairs I had like this office where I had like where it said what I did, right? Mm -hmm. Like with the with the different plaques and stuff. And I remember she came over, we did what we did, and then she went upstairs and she um saw the plaques and she was like, Oh, she said, You so you own the shade room. And after that it was it was like it was a crazy road with me and her because she was just kinda like, Well you gonna pay, you know, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um and so um I got into I remember I, I was talking to the therapist and she was like and I was showing her videos because the girl cause at the time my sister lived with me. Okay. So she would be like, I'm about to come up to you because I my sister didn't know I was into this stuff. <laughs> I was like, cause she you know what I mean? I used to be real like sneaky mm -hmm. when it came to like hiding that lifestyle or whatever. And um and then so anyway, so boom, I'm praying and then we get to this one time where we're at the house. We're doing, we are all Molly, right? And um, and I went to go to the bathroom, and it was in the bathroom that it was like I immediately became sober. 
And I saw a vision of my life, like a a scene in my life. Mm -hmm. And God has showed me what he had called me to. And I'm telling you, when I saw that vision, I was like, I looked at my situation, like where I was. And I was like, I got to get out of here. Wow. Because if he sees me like this, mm. I can't operate like this no more. So I remember I was, the, the girl was like, are you, what's going on? I got my stuff and I was like, peace. <laughs> I never saw, I never talked to her again. And at that point, at that time, I was scared of cutting her off because of the, I felt like she was going to mm-hmm. bust me out or something yeah, like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but that was the first time. And then it was another vision. And then. Oh, I ain't never said this part. Are we going to get into it? We're going to get into it. They going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> okay, but look, let me tell you. This is when I knew Jesus was real, like, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, yeah. Because the visions, I was like, okay, Jesus is real. This is something happening. What's happening? Mm-hmm. I've never experienced this supernatural thing before. This is when I knew. So y'all know spiritual word, right? hmm So Sean, my friend, owns spiritual word. And... um. I that day I was on a psychic website to see a shaman, right? It was like this website or whatever. I didn't know he was a shaman per se, but you know they yeah, all be yeah. insane. <laughs> but um, I was seeing him because I was so nervous about my future, and so I went to go see him. And like he had this process to see him. It was like, you know, take a picture of your hand and like your face. It was all type of weird <laughs> stuff, right? So I did that. Okay. When I woke and on, at that time I was fasting, and I forgot, but I was fasting um, to lose weight or whatever. <laughs> so I was already like, you know, open. Yeah, yeah. So I, um, I remember um, when I woke up in the the next morning, I I had literally gone crazy. I was possessed. If you ask my family, that's one of the scariest times of wow. of, of their because because I had a I had a spirit that was operating through me and I was calling everybody and telling them the most horrible things. At that time, my friend, her mom had just passed and the things I said to her, like I still repent for it to this day. I I mean, I I have to forgive myself, but I'm like, you know, I couldn't believe the things I had said to her. You You gave, you gave us spirit access, but that spirit knew things about people. So it it was accurate. Talk, Angie. It Talk. Was a, no, it was accurate. Because I would be like, because like, I remember my friend had a conversation about me that I didn't know of, but the spirit did or whatever. So I would, I said, remember that conversation you had in the room with your mom? And she was like, oh, because she was talking about me. You know what I mean? And then I was like, okay, you're going to drop dead. So it, w- it, would, use, it would use insight, real, real insight yeah. of what was happening, but then it would curse them. Yep. You know what I mean? And so at the end of the day, I remember um, I was cursing. I was doing that to everybody, right? <laughs> I, had, I had all my sisters on the line talking about, y'all, uh, uh, you know, uh, just doing all this stuff. And they were like, you, you, they was like, what's happening? What? Who is this? Yeah. And then um, and then there was a part where I got suicidal and I was like, I, I'm supposed to die. I'm supposed to die. And like, they were like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's happening? It ha- This is where this, this situation happened. I called Sean and I was like, Sean. I knew some things about him again. I had some insight. And then I said, you'll never be blessed. You'll always be cursed. And he said, hold up. He said, I rebuke the spirit in the name of Jesus. Come out of her in the name of Jesus. He said, say Jesus is Lord. Wow. Okay. At this point, when he said, say Jesus is Lord, I was already trying to go to Jesus. Like I was in that in between. Because remember I was praying. Yeah. But I hadn't. You hadn't surrendered. Surrendered fully. Mm-hmm. But when he said, say Jesus is Lord, I. I was I was trying to get it out. Like I was conscious that I was trying to get out Jesus is Lord, but I was stuttering when I was trying to say it. Wow. And then finally I said, Jesus is Lord, and that spirit was gone. Wow. And that's when I said, 
oh, I know. I was like, there's no, like, this is like evidence yeah. that Jesus is real. Cause I was like, what just happened? And he was like, you were possessed, wow. you know? And he's still my friend to this day, but I'm like, do you remember when that happened? Cause it was wild. But um, after that, I was like, yeah, Jesus is real. There's no doubt about it. Cause I saw the power of his name yeah. to be able to, and yeah. I knew I was, so like, I was open to the spirit, spiritual world knowing sure. that this stuff does happen. You know what yeah. I mean? So it was different. Okay, first of all, you said a whole mouthful. Like, I, I just, first, I just pray that y'all are, like, listening. Like, mm. I, I'm like I'm going to just go back and then come forward. In a sense of, like, you talked about doing the drugs, like, all the, trying all the things, yeah. and they were making you depressed. Like, so, it's like, I'm trying to find and out with these things and they're actually making me worse. And that like, yeah. it is a sure sign. We talk about all the time, like the reason an addiction is an addiction is because it's not fulfilling the void. So you got to keep going back to it because it's like not fulfilling. Not, not just that, Molly, what Molly does is it makes you feel like you're the happiest you've ever been. Mm, so it's going it to be, it's going to be like hard. A trip. It's a trip. It's, it's going to be hard to hit that level of happiness naturally mm. because it, it, it just enhances everything. But the next day you dive so deep down, that okay. you literally start having and suicidal thoughts so you're like oh i gotta keep doing it uh, you know what i mean it's, it's like that yeah, no so, that's yeah. crazy yeah even the shaman thing and giving x yeah. like that too is crazy and then the fact that at the name of jesus like it switched listen but you had to confess it yeah yeah bro i just really hope y'all are like hearing yeah. the things that are not fully being like laid out for you. Cause your, your story carries enough power on its own that people going to be like, Oh shoot, I got to get out of this. Mm. So where, where is Angie now after Ooh. knowing Jesus without a shadow of a doubt? I love that. She prayed that for you. I pray that for people now. All of that had to happen. Cause it had to be without a doubt. Yes. If it would have just been the way, some of us came just like, oh, I'm accepting Jesus in the church. You, yeah. it would, there would have been doubts because you, you've already experienced power on another level. You experienced so much other stuff. It, it had a, it had a match yes. that. It had to supersede that, so you would know without a doubt. Yeah, and it was that that Jesus saying that 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 that, that was a thing that put yeah. me to the edge. Um, but where am I at now? Ooh, that's interesting. So, okay, so I did come to Jesus after that, right? Mm -hmm. But it was. You know, I remember in the beginning of my journey of, you know, getting to know Jesus and really understanding who Jesus really is. Um, somebody came up to me and they said, Jesus is going to peel you back like an onion. Mm. Because what happened was I got to a place where I was so desperate to be delivered that I, how do I put this? The divination from that I was into, because I that, that shaman wasn't the only one I had seen. Mm -hmm. Like I had seen probably over 200 psychics and i'm gonna tell you how i did that because it wasn't in person they got these websites where you could just call and text them <laughs> and so i'll be calling like you know what happened four psychics would say well one psychic would say something that i liked then the next three would say something terrible and so i was just like in this like loop of constantly seeing these people but um because i had not healed from divination that spirit of wanting to know what's next and wanting to kind of control my life mm -hmm. when i stepped over to the other side I needed to heal from the Christian 
yeah, divination because you mm-hmm. know they got some profits that ain't really profits mm-hmm. right and so I was attracting those types of people and so I remember I think I even called yeah, you you yeah, remember when I called yeah. you <laughs> when I was like you I was like something is somebody on Clubhouse to deliver I'm me like, no I'm like what did you say what, what did y'all do Ooh, I said so, like man but anyway but yeah so um, so I, basically but it is true that God has been like pulling me back like yeah. an onion because first it was like okay because I was still smoking weed um, I stopped the molly and all that, but I was still smoking weed. Mm-hmm. And then, so first it was like, okay, let's get the weed off of you. Because me, I'm the type of person I ask questions. Mm-hmm. I want to know why. If I, mm-hmm. I, I I was the kind of child that like didn't like rules with no meaning. Mm-hmm. You know, so I would be like, God, why um, do you want me to stop smoking weed? You made it. It's mm-hmm. your plan. You what know? he said? Help the people. You know, he said, he said, the reason why I want you to stop smoking weed, right? Because he revealed it to me. He said, imagine going to a doctor, right? And all they do is numb your arm. Like you have a bad arm mm-hmm. and all they do is numb it over mm-hmm. and over again, but never, never heal it. So what's going to happen to the arm? And he's saying, you're going to weed and you're trying to numb things. Mm-hmm. And because you keep numbing it, you don't see the need to really heal the, the reasons why you're going to weed. And so basically you're going to stay in this stagnant place, mm-hmm. but also you're, you're, you're um, trading out weed for what I can give for, you. Yeah. You're going to weed for peace. And that's really why I was going to weed because I have a hard day and I'm like, oh, I just want to have some mm-hmm. peace right now. And it would clog my mind, you know what I mean? And make me just not focus on whatever issue I had. Yeah. But God was like, you got to come to me with that because now you're making that your God. Yep. You're, and you're not also not allowing yourself to get the fullness of what I can do for you. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So I noticed, so when, when I stopped the weed, Jesus showed me something that he also has a numbing agent. And I'm going to tell you what it is, right? He has a numbing. He, he's like, I do it the right way. I numb you and then I do the work. Like, you mm. know how the doctor, they numb you yep. and then they get Put to you, his, do mm. it on the work. Because I would pray to him and be like, God, like today is just so hard. I just need to have peace when I go to sleep. And I would wake up the next morning with peace, lighter. Mm. And it was like a numbing agent in the yeah. sense that he gave me that temporary peace while he was working on the real mm-hmm. issue. You get what I'm saying? And so um, so it's stuff like that. Like, And then I became celibate. You know what I mean? And he showed me why I needed to be celibate mm-hmm. or abstinent. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so I've been abstinent for a long time now, since 2017. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or, or whatever. Um, or 16. I, I forgot when. But... <laughs> <laughs> it don't that, matter. I'm that dead. girl was the last one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but basically, um, but but you know, so so I've I've been slowly letting go of things. Yeah. Uh and then now where I'm at is going to a higher level of purification. Mm-hmm. I'm really in a purification process. And it's been really interesting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's been a it's been, I, I'm, I, I'm going to say I'm going through it. And not to say, like, I'm Abraham, because I'm not Abraham, obviously. Oh, but we know about those seasons. Yeah. <laughs> you know that Abraham, where Abraham had to sacrifice Isaac? Mm-hmm. I'm going through one of those seasons, because for me, it was like, okay, God showed me, hey, I want to make sure that influence is not, not an idol. God. Yep. And I, and mind you, see, we deceive ourselves. For sure. Talk about it. The heart it. is so deceitful. <laughs> because I, the, the, for years, I was like, God, if you want to take the platform, you take it. You can have it. I don't care. Let, let, let her, let I was like, you can, you can have it. And I said, I'm standing on that. Just give me the, just tell me when. Tell me when to go. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> I ain't going to say he told me exactly when to go, but what happened? I forgot what happened, but there was a realize. oh, he did. He showed me that. He's like, Something's about to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And it's going to shake things up. Mm-hmm. And when he showed me that, I thought that he meant that I was going to lose everything. Mm-hmm. 
And I remember that day I was walking around my house and I was like, it was nice. It was nice while it lasted. I was like, on the, I was like touching the countertops, like, God, really? You gonna you gonna you gonna take your girl back to the hood? Um, and so I was like, you know, but it was that day that I was like, oh, this thing is kind of like an idol to me mm-hmm. because what he told me to do would sacri- would would hinder the influence yeah. of the platform. I knew how to make people watch and engage. Yeah, yeah. But what he was telling me, I'm like, oh, this is not, they're not going to like this. Yeah. There's going to, they're going to go to another platform and then we're going to lose like our number one position. And I had to deal with all those feelings, mm-hmm. but I, I, I liken it to Abraham and Isaac because in the very place I was watching, I was watching his pastor one time. I forgot what his name was, but he said, God will test you in the very place in which he gives you a promise. Mm-hmm. So if he says you will be influential as, or influential evangel yeah. or somebody, you know, you're going to have to lay that you're down. You're going to have to lay it down first. And yep. it's so interesting. Cause it's like how Abraham, like he he promised him many nations through mm-hmm. his, his offspring. And then he told him, lay it down first. You know what I mean? To see, because you, he can't bless you in the area until he knows that you're you're purified in yeah, that area. For sure. You know what I mean? And so I really feel that in this season. But yeah. it's been scary. I'll but not, not, it's not scary no more. It was scary like yeah. two weeks ago. But now it's... You said two <laughs> weeks later, I'm good. No, I am. Yeah, no, no. no, that is true, though, because I 100% understand that. And I, what I love about that story, though, is the confidence Abraham has. Because when he leaves yes. them at the bottom, he says, we just going up here to worship. We'll be back. Mm. And to say that means like he he stood on the fact that this is a promise. Yes. And I don't know if you're going to raise him from the dead. I don't know if you're going to change your mind when we get up here. But we coming back because yes. he represents what you promised me. And if God can't lie, even if I yes. sacrifice him, you're going to have to resurrect him because you said what you said. It's like Hebrews 11. 1, like the KJV version, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Faith is the substance. And I remember, cause I always look up words and I'm like, what did they say? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. That means faith is tan is the tangible. tangible part oh, of, mm-hmm. of hope. It's the tangible Woo! part. You know what I mean? And it, it is so funny. Cause it reminded me, I was also reading, um, the chapter where the, about the lady, uh, who had the blood issue. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of people talk about this or whatever, but I don't know why. You know how you read a story and then you be like, wait. You I got know? questions. I always ask questions. I be, I be asking questions too. <laughs> I'm a question asker. So we so I read the story and um and I always thought I knew she touched Jesus, but I didn't I read it again and I was like, wait, a whole bunch of people was touching Jesus. It said that like he it was so crowded, he was crushed. Mm-hmm. And and when they asked who touched Jesus, um, Peter was like everybody. Uh, he literally like of all, with all these people. You gonna ask us who touched you? Yeah, That's crazy. everybody. But then the part that got me was that um, he said it's, there was a part in the scripture that said the woman came forward because he asked who did it, and the woman came forward because she knew she could no longer be unnoticed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, so when you have a strong kind of faith like that, you can't go unnoticed nope. by God. Like, mm. he he pays attention. It was a whole bunch of people there. I'm sure a lot of people wanted something. But it was something about her faith. And I and when I went to go look at what she said, when she before Jesus even said she was healed, she said, I touched you, she said, and then I was healed immediately. Immediately. She didn't even wait for him to say she no. was healed. And then I thought about that. I said, well, what kind of issues does she have? You know, because I'm going to ask questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, how would you know that you're healed already when you have a hemorrhaging? Her, she was just bleeding. Yeah, but 
I'm saying, like, how you know it didn't stop for 10 minutes? Because it was... hadn't stopped in 12 years. Okay, but <laughs> did she check, though? Like, you know what I mean? Like, do, or did you, do you feel it? Like, when you on your cycle, do you feel your No, you, that's, that's true, what I'm saying. That's true. It's like, how did, yeah, that's she knew, she knew, it. she said I was healed immediately. Yeah. She, that, she didn't, there was no, t- there was no, no. In, in between time for her to have mm-hmm. checked. She believed she it. Believed it's so and she made it she made it it was you substance. better preach on this podcast <laughs> you better preach no but I'm saying and she made it was a substance right it was tangible to Ooh. her and so I said you know what like that's what that's why I said if you if we would have did this podcast two weeks ago I would have been talking about fear and how I'm just like steeped mm-hmm. in fear but then like as I'm going through this um process I'm like wait a minute there there is nothing that I could have gotten outside of God that would trump or be better than or even be comparable to what god has for me and so i started to walk in this power like if god said it i'm good you know what i mean like because it's not you know when people make a promise it's about who's making the promise you know what i mean and so i rest on who's making the promise and that makes it like everything you know what i mean so i'm i'm good now but yeah it's uh... and you know i love you you just over here dropping shit she's like yeah, you know what I'm like, bro, what? I just want to scream. My insides are so happy. Like, no, mm. I don't got nothing after that. This faith mm. is the tangible <laughs> substance of hope. And that is, it's just, it's crazy. But yeah, that's what that's what we gotta do. I mean, what's your faith journey, bro? I mean, like, I'm talking about where you at now, like, bro. Like on some of the things that you are trusting in God for, like what, how, what, what are you learning about faith in this? Because I've seen you, I've seen you, you to me, I've like we've had calls where you like, I'm about to just go to this next place, <laughs> and I'm like, what? And you're like, yep, I don't know what's gonna happen. When I was almost about to move to Nebraska, do you Ooh, remember? I, I moved to Nebraska, and I told you, I said, I, I've been there. There's, like, there's not much happening there. There's nothing. In, there's nothing in Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. I would, I really be going for God. I'm like Nebraska. Yeah. You sure? I don't know what's there, but let's do it. No, um, I feel like I'm at this stage of my life at where the rim in the bush shows up. Mm. Like, I feel like all of 2023 was the journey up the mm-hmm. mountain. So it was hard. Absolutely. For me too. Absolutely. It was the too. like, it was the, I know we going to be back. Yeah. I know you gonna work this out, but it was the journey up the mountain. That's interesting because on the outside looking in, I'm seeing you preach. I'm seeing yeah. you at woman evolve and all the you know what it's I mean. Crazy. So it looked like it was yeah, that and, year. And, and one day waking up with four dollars in my account, mm. which is why I always talk about it. Yeah, because because social media will do that to you, and mm. I don't ever want to give somebody um, the lie that when you say yes to Jesus, all these big things happen. Because mm. I. <clears throat> Got off the plane from preaching at the Potter's house mm. to Monday trying to figure out, all right, yeah. where are we going to go the next week? Like, mm. my stuff was in storage. And, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, because I, I was just, we talked about this all the time. Like, yes to Jesus does not eliminate circumstances. No, it doesn't. It don't. And that's something that people need to know. Yeah. Because when I came to the faith, I thought it was it was preached to me. It was taught to me that... The, that's why I got into divination on this side because mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I can get everything I want 
Yep. But now it's just guaranteed because God can't fail. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. So I'm gonna come over here yeah. and he's gonna give me my husband, my my everything. Degree, everything. In the timing that you want it. In the timing that I want it, everything. Everything. And I shouldn't I should be peaceful. Cause they tell you that when they try to bring you to the other side. I told people, I said, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm gonna tell you what it is because listen, you have this d- disillusioned yeah. idea of what And then you walk away because it didn't pan out what somebody told you. Yeah, yeah. I no hundred percent agree. That's why whenever I do an altar call, I'm gonna be like, Hey, I always say, This is gonna cost you. Yeah. It could actually cost you the thing you dreamed of your entire life. Exactly. You might have to walk away from it. Yeah. People, we need, it need to come with a disclaimer. It does. We need to stop saying Jesus gonna do, Jesus has already done enough for you. Yes. Now, what I choose to do in this moment is a response to what he's already done. Because we think he owes us. Ooh. Because especially when you're doing, like when you have to sacrifice. Yeah. Because I got to that point too, I ain't gonna mm-hmm. lie. I got to a, a very entitled point. The first, as soon as something go wrong, I'm like, God, how dare you? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I, God, okay, you, you, you know what I'm saying? I'm not having sex. I'm, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Doing, that's that's oh, the first yeah. thing on the list. Exactly. I'm not having sex. I'm like, you like, better give me a husband. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> we out here holding it down. Exactly. <laughs> and he's like, that's what you're supposed to do. He's like, look, Everything I owe, everything I did for you was on the cross. You in debt to me now for the rest of your life. You understand what I'm saying? You did like it's just you know what what scripture had me really in my feelings, and I had to and see. And this is the thing too, like with me, I'm very honest at every point of mm-hmm. my faith. So if I have a question, I go to God about it and be like, "Look, this is bugging me. We think that we're here for it's like a personalized Christianity mm-hmm. where it's like it's God here to make." our lives yep. as great as possible when really it's like no he everything he doesn't owe us any he didn't owe us that he did but that was that. grace not based off of our own merit so now we serve him as well, servants exactly you know what i'm saying exactly. and that's it you know but now he does have promises and rewards that he blesses us with but now you got to come into submission with what god says his will mm-hmm. and and now your life needs to be how can i contribute to the kingdom yeah. and his purposes and i feel like we don't like pay attention to what god's story is it's all about our story yeah. you know and i feel like that has been a place where i'm at too like you got to shed yep the hundred percent. No, ego. I, yep. That's what I was just about to say. That that the last in- year has definitely been that. Yeah. Like shedding ego, highlighting the fact that I had ego because I didn't really think I had ego until That's I, the hardest deceitful this, thing. It's like it's like um, oh shoot, <laughs> I got a little, I got a little entitlement because I'm all like, why would you ever make me give up everything mm-hmm. when I was doing everything for you? He said mm-hmm. that's the problem. You was doing it for me without me. So now I got to pull you away from it and make it about me. Mm. And so then that's why it's like, yeah. uh, but I always talk about the low moments. I mm. I, remember, I don't know if I wrote it somewhere, but I literally processed the thought of like, God, what do you do when what is breaking you is blessing other people? Because mm. from the outside, it's like, dang, she took this leap of faith and all of these things are happening. I was completely broken. Cause I, I didn't know left from right what's going to happen the next day. Like, and, mm. and having to depend on everything outside of me is completely uncomfortable. That takes a different level of sacrifice. Cause I'm not there yet. <laughs> I know me. I'm like, I, I sometimes I'm like, oh, well, ain't no way if I, you gotta, you gotta fix me first. Yeah. So that's, that's the, and not being able to like, like having yeah. the skill set to get a job and not applying. Cause he didn't say I could. Mm. And then, but also watching him give me an instruction, stepping into it, giving my last, and watching him provide mm. consistently. 
And so, so how do you muster up the strength like when you get up to preach and you're like, I'm feeling broken, but I have to give this word to God? Like, where does that I know it comes from Jesus, but I'm like, what's the process of I think it's <clears throat> it's like, man, it's not about me. Mm. It's like I say that all the time in sermons, but that's that's my posture all the time. I have to mm. stay in that place. Cause if not, I won't yeah. get up. Yeah. It, and that's even like, even if life is good, I'd be nervous out of my mind. Like, how do we even get here? So then it's like, okay, I, I always see it as a privilege yeah. that God wants to do something and he chose to use me to do it. Mm. So in spite of how broken I feel, in spite of I could be walking through depression, it's like God is wanting to do something on earth and he chose me to do it. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, all right. And then we're going to come on down and be like, now can you please fix my life? Mm-hmm, that's <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, all right, we did it. But yeah. I feel like even in that, it's just like, I think there's a grace, but then there's also the, like, it just is what it is. To your point, like, if I don't ever have a whole lot of money in my account or the house I want yeah. or the car I want, I don't live for this. Yeah, I don't yeah. live. My life is eternity fo- eternally focused. Exactly. So, yeah, maybe I didn't have as many bags as everybody else, even though, I'm about to have bags. <laughs> you <laughs> right. know what I'm saying? But even if I didn't, man, how many people did I introduce Jesus to? Exactly. And that, for me, that's enough. Like, the DMs that says, hey, I met Jesus from your clip. I, I really am satisfied with that. Yeah. And it, it has to, I think as believers, we got to get to the point that says, man, if I never have society standards of success, did I please God? And when I get to the end of my life, is he going to be like, I know you did all this stuff. You had all this money. You made all these deals. You did all these things. I never knew you. Listen, it's people in Hebrews, like Hebrews 11, where mm-hmm. he says there's some people who didn't who see the they promise. They died. They died before they could even see the promise. Are you really? And see, when we talk about like that, different types of seed, right? In the mm-hmm. uh, in um, Luke 8, where it yeah, talks yeah. about the different kinds of seed. There's a particular seed that's the rocky seed, right? Yep. And it says that um, it falls on it falls on there, but the soil is light. Mm-hmm. It's like it's shallow. And um, if persecution comes, they're gone. Choke, yep, and that's the, the that's the type of thing. It's like, are you? do you believe in Jesus? Jesus enough like is your faith on like solid foundation that or is it rested upon what you get because mm-hmm. like for me I'm gonna be real with you and I'm, I'm I, this is what I'm saying like it's not it's not condemnation it's not it's not to say no. oh you're a horrible person it's to say this is the process yeah, God sure. like starts to reveal certain things invitation. in your heart because I I, I I because I came from a broken family I used to say, God, I need to. You owe me marriage because I had a bad. I came from a broken family, mm-hmm. and I and I would have trouble thinking, how could I, if God were to leave me, seeing he won't, right? Mm-hmm. I know, I know, he has marriage for me because he told me. But if let's say he was to leave me yeah. single, if God was to leave me single, I used to think in my head, that would be, that would be uh, too too much of a betrayal mm. for me to continue on because i wouldn't be able to understand why he would do that that. why he wouldn't bless me with the opportunity to have a family knowing i came from a terrible no Mm -hmm. okay no my family ain't terrible but you know what i mean (laughs) y'all was broken y'all know what it is (laughs) um but you get what i'm saying yeah yeah and so like those are the things that he has to work in you because it's that entitlement and also we have to understand each season because when you think of like the fruits of the spirit yeah we say patience Mm -hmm. we say perseverance 
endurance uh daniel uh higa hernandez on youtube i like him he's a Mm -hmm. pastor or whatever but he said something that really struck me he said perseverance and endurance begins at the point when you feel like giving up Mm -hmm. so now endurance and perseverance is a fruit of the spirit so now in order for you to get that fruit of the spirit you gotta be you gotta be at the place of wanting to give up you gotta have the circumstances that will make you want to give up it gotta be hard Mm -hmm. patience is only experienced and mastered in delay yeah (laughs) you understand what i'm saying you gotta be at a place where you're feeling delayed for Mm -hmm. you to develop patience and so when we think of the whole purpose of our lives like god is wanting to build these characteristics in us and on the other side of those characteristics are these hard times that people have to go through but he's more concerned with who we become yes so we reflect him who we reflect him exactly so that's real life Mm -hmm. that's i i i I feel overwhelmed It's no, it's so good. I just I'm gonna ask you to pray mm. for <laughs> um no for 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 someone who's in a journey. Mm. And it could be a journey of unbelief, it could be a process of deliverance, it could be a journey of trying to navigate the world they live in and how they exist in that world and serve God, mm-hmm. like where, wherever you feel led in this moment, but mm-hmm. just pray. All right. Let's bow our heads. Dear heavenly father, God. Um, first of all, I just want to thank you for being the good father that you are. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you for loving us and for caring for us and for being so patient and merciful and having so much grace for us lord and i just pray that you have great that not only do you have grace for everyone that's watching and patience for everyone that's watching and mercy for everyone that's watching but that they can also receive the fact that you have mercy and patience for them god you are such a patient god and the way that you deal with us lord is so gentle but also stern like a father you know what I mean (laughs) and so I just pray that you that everybody that is watching that you begin to just peel them back like an onion like you did me God Mm -hmm. begin to just peel them back and reveal things to them and begin to show them in layers things that they need to work on reveal their hearts to them God begin to shine light on those things that are in their heart that you want to prune out of them dear heavenly father God give them perspective give them understanding dear heavenly father God for the things that they have to let go and bring them into um study not, not just study, but bring people that can teach them the real word, dear yeah. Heavenly Father God, that if they are under this delusion of, you know, this personal Christianity of, you know, what you can do for them and how you can make their life the best life ever, I pray that they begin to, you know, find churches, find groups, you know, Bible study groups or mm-hmm. people who can really teach them the word and teach them your story, God, that we, as we're here on earth, should be concerned with your story, your purpose and what you want to do on this earth dear heavenly father god and so i pray that everybody that is watching this that is struggling with unbelief lord i'm gonna pray that same prayer my therapist (laughs) pray for me god i pray that you reveal yourself to them in a way that they can never 
doubt you, dear Heavenly mm-hmm. Father God, that the ways in which you reveal yourself to them creates a foundation, a sturdy foundation, a, a house that is built on rock, that the winds and the storms and everything may come, but they will continue to stand, dear Heavenly mm-hmm. Father God, on your word and on who you are in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. First of all, y'all better cherish this gift of my sister, okay? <laughs> because the way she laid, just go back and watch this episode again. Because I know you didn't get all you needed from the first round. Y'all tap in with Angelica. Where can they find you at? Uh, No IG Angelica on Instagram. <laughs> Literally, that is her IG. Okay? No IG. No IG. But it is IG. <laughs> I only got nine pictures, but yeah. But sometimes she be preaching on her stories. So go go follow her right now. Y'all, I pray that something was said today to help put your life in perspective. You already know what you need to do. Hit the button to subscribe. Go share this. Please go share this with your friends. All of them. Go share it right now. Download it on all the audio platforms and be right back here with us next week. Because this is Life in Perspective. We out.